Sonia and Sasha, for real. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to Brimbank Live on Live FM. You've got the Sonia and Sasha for real show every Friday from 12 to 1. We're back, Sasha. It's massive show today. This is our biggest show, but can we also just say, not only this, this is the biggest day of our lives, it is the final day of homeschooling. <laughs> oh! It's the final countdown. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> <so laughs> it's a final day. I don't I think I'm ever going to teach my kids anything for the rest of their entire lives. Like if they never. want to know something, never. Just go You're on your own. Else. You're on your own, kids. Oh, Bad luck. Yeah, we're done. 21 and I think we're, weeks. 21 we, weeks we've been homeschooling. Is that what it was? 21 Seriously. weeks we've been you know locked up in our houses homeschooling our own kids. That's the. I think that's the longest and most intense lockdown in the world, isn't it? Is that what we've read during the week? I had a bit of a read that we were we've been in the lockdown for the longest and because we're strictest. masters and we when we like to brag, we like to brag. <laughs> so what's going to happen when we're traveling? We'll just say, "Oh, you don't know lockdown like I know lockdown." Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's all. My, I, I'm actually. I have must say, I've done a bit of a martyr about it because, especially speaking with overseas, I just go, oh, "We've had a, you know a curfew and I can't go out for more than two yeah. hours a day." And, we're practically know. prisoners. We're practically well, we business. Practi- I'm in solitary confinement here. Totally. Now, do you think incredible? Oh incredible. my goodness! Like out of every show that we have done, this mm. one. I mean, oh, we've one. loved everything. We've loved it, but this show is full, packed in, pumped with um, guests, information, and guess what, yeah. Sonia? We've stepped up to another level. We've got a Tell special. Me. We've got a special. It's it's like it's like we've just hit the big time. I don't even understand. It's um, I don't we understand. Inter- How did we? We're just like two mums from the from for the, the burbs. Hood. We're we're two mums from the hood. That could be another show for us. This two mums from the hood, totally. and we've even like what what has it been like a couple of weeks. We've got a special. I know. We had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Archie Thompson during the week and he is an ambassador for Polished Man, which we'll talk about in a second, but he uh, is a, he's a legend of the soccer slash football world. You know, he actually still currently holds the record for the most goals kicked in an international match. He had 13 goals. He's just, he's a, he's a soccerer. He's represented us in the Olympics. He is a sporting superstar. We went into this interview, would you, would, would you say this, Sasha? Tell me, what would I say? We went into this interview. I would actually say not knowing that much about soccer because I'm not really somebody Same. that knows that much about sport. So I checked yeah, out well, this guy. Yes. It was very, and, very impressive. You know, you kick it through the net. It's a good thing. That's about it. And we thought we'll have a good laugh and we'll have a good chat. We did not. We were absolutely blown away. This man has gone from the pinnacle of his career and he said to us, you know, I was driven by ego and I was so into all of this kind of, you know, being in that scene. And he has completely transformed himself. We got into this amazing conversation. It was raw. It was real. You know, he told us some of the the highs and lows of his life. And I, I... Please listen from 1pm today on this station. It's an hour special with Archie Thompson. You will learn, you'll be inspired, you'll think he's a he's just a he's a, an amazing guy. We actually, we were laughing, we were crying, we, we had it all going on, didn't we? We could have sat and talked to him for ages. It was just incredible. He, we just talked about being married, we talked about ego, we talked about um, you know, um, being in, in um, disrespectful relationships and disrespecting each other, having mm-hmm. high ego. What it, we we really didn't talk that much about sport at all. It was really totally. about talked about being in therapy. We always yeah. had a therapy session right on air. So I mm-hmm. don't actually think that the stuff that you know, like we've done uh, quite a bit of research on Archie 
well, since finding out that we're going to, um, you know, interview him. Yeah. And there's nothing that I have seen at all out there on Archie where he's actually speaking about the topics that we we spoke about with him. And it made me feel really proud that he even decided to open up and share those stories with us. Yeah, it was a very, very special. I keep on saying special when I'm talking about this on social media this week. It was really special and we all finished the Zoom and just and finished the interview and couldn't we believe it was. Just, a, yeah, we came back was, and started talking about it together. Like we needed a debrief after a debrief to be able to start talking and saying, you know, what what did we just actually experience? How did we get this man to be able to open up and be so humble and so honest mm. about mm. all of his feelings? And it's really rare Super that cool. you actually get to see a man of that colour be really honest. Today we're actually unpacking so many different things because mm. we've also got Tom Healy on the show that's from Holt and that's all about talking about how tradies are going because we think yes. tradies are tough health. as nails. Yeah, mental health. You know, everybody, everyone is struggling at the moment. And then we've also got two brilliant women who we've had a bit of a chat to prior to this, and we've been blown away by how um, how cool they are. You know, and yeah. how they're leading the way in this different style of of, of company in today's world. Um, they are they are in Bondi Sands. Yeah. yeah, Jackie and Alexander. And Alexander. And do you know what? Sonia, I just need to ask if everyone could take it. Can anyone mm. smell me? Because I smell? am lathered. Well, I wish it was smell radio. <laughs> I am lathered. If you all could just could sit next to me and just get a and get a sniff of my skin, you know, get a you're delicious. I am. I'm delicious. Like you, you would want to lick my arm if you were standing next to me. <laughs> I probably would like, anyway. And well, you know, put a bit of salt and take a, te- and a tequila shot at eleven, and and you'll, you'll just start licking my my, my neck here. Or I don't well, know. That's that's too far. But anyway, you definitely you lick my elbow. Yeah, well, thanks. If you watch the um, if you watch the so it's the best offer I've had all week. If you watch the Zoom, um, I have a bit of a glow going on, and that is definitely because they've hooked us up with all of the Bondo Sand Sands products. We've a, we've so we're very excited. Pack. Yes, we did. Yeah, we're no. excited. Now, I want to talk to you about this. It's very important. The Polish, Polish Man, Man campaign is has uh, begun. It's it's been an absolute October. Yes, and we have we have painted our nail. We've painted one Polish nail Man blue. Is. It is a campaign to raise awareness and prevent uh, child violence and it was put together by a man called Elliot Costello and the reason why the blue nail polish, um, you know, is is the thing that polished man, you know, speaks to the community uh, with is because he was in a um, uh, an orphanage uh, and there was a young girl there and they sat together for a couple of hours and played lots of games together and had a little chat and um, and she painted his nail, he painted his nails blue and uh, he found out later on that she was at that place because she'd been, she was in a recovery facility actually and she was at that place because she had actually experienced sexual assault by the director of the orphanage that she was in for over a period of two years. And this was a young girl and it struck him so much. He was so moved by that that he began the campaign of Polished Man and it is particularly aimed at men having, you know, the conversation. Men are likely to experience violence but also sometimes to be the perpetrators as well and it's about changing that narrative, changing the story, making our men uh, leaders and protectors and nurturers and to it's it's 
a conversation starter. A guy rocks around with the one blue nail and that, you know, lots of people are going to say, what's that all about? And there's also the women who are polished women and we've got polished pets. You can paint your, your pets. You paint um, your pets I actually did, but it came off because she didn't like it that much. So <laughs> <laughs> she's running around the house so, going, what the hell is this mum? Get it off me. But yeah, it's an incredible, we have been ambassadors a couple of years yes. ago for Polish Man campaign. Mm-hmm. We're totally behind it. Every Anything to do with children, keeping them safe, preventing violence, you know, getting them into recovery. Uh, if they have experienced it, we're all about. So that's how we came across Archie Thompson, but an important campaign, Sash. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think even if you're not an ambassador, please, and it doesn't matter if it's not blue, please, anyone out there, even get your kids. Like I've painted my kids one nail and you don't need blue, but I'm sure we've all got one form of nail polish in our house at some point. If not, get yourself some liquid paper or a texter. Do whatever (laughs) you've got to do and paint one of those. Just think so that when you're out at... um, at uh, buying your bread or whatever it is and someone says what's that and you actually say one did you know that one in five children actually experience some sort of um, violence in their lifetime so that's it's just a really important conversation to be able to have but absolutely I want to tell you something I need to teach you something okay I'm ready okay I've watched a couple of docos over mm-hmm. the, you know I'm obsessed in docos. So mm-hmm. the first doco I watched is called My Octopus, My Teacher. <laughs> I am telling you, this is a must I did not expect. watch. Must watch, okay? You need to. It's on, I think it's on Netflix. I think it's, it's a, on Netflix, right? Yeah. My, my Octopus, My Teacher. Okay, it's about a guy. Now, I don't actually, I'm imagining how you even pitch this show. Pitch it. Pitch <laughs> the show. This is what it's about. You need to pitch the show. And let me see if I can get a bit of cash for this. Because Sonia yeah. and I have come up with some couple of ideas on some shows and we've thought, who's going to buy this? But I'm going to pitch this to you and see if you're going to give me a couple of mil to back this up, Okay. Okay. A man, he's experiencing a little bit of depression right. and he's going to, he's a, in, in film and editing and all of that, loves to dive and he's yep. experiencing some um, depression. So he right. thinks to himself, I can't cope with this and he goes off and takes off a year of work. So he starts going off and swimming and in, I think it's in South Africa and um, okay. he starts swimming in, in near this reef and he finds this octopus. Not a big one, just like a, an average size. I don't know what the average size is, but I'm saying maybe like a 30 centimetre kind of octopus and okay. start finds it and and almost f- like goes there every day. And the water is nine degrees, like it's freezing. Oh, okay. I mean, it's cold, okay, next okay. level. And he swims to this octopus every day for more than I think it's like 450, 400 days or so every day. Okay, yeah. Goes, and he almost falls in love with this octopus and he watches it and he studies it and he protects it and loves it. Now, would you give me a couple of meal for this show? That's all I'm <laughs> p- pitching the idea. Like would, would, what do you think? Anyway, it's absolutely brilliant. And the way he talks, and so then the shark goes to attack this this. um um, and you, you're fighting for this octopus's life. It's absolutely, <laughs> you, you love it because he loves it. And then when he, he it gets bitten off one of its tentacles and he goes back into depression, this man, oh, oh. it's incredible because he can't cope with the fact that he's going to, could he potentially lose the octopus because that's his best friend. He goes through. Okay. Mate. All right. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. it. I'm Kids into have got to watch it. Um, and then you're going to seek Tom. 
from Holt. If you're a tradie and you're watching it, you're definitely going to seek Holt after this because we're all going to end up in therapy because we're falling in love with an octopus. That's basically <laughs> what it's about. You need to watch that. That's number one. And number two, yes, after you've watched that, it's the hang story on a minute. Do you MTV. think? Do you think? Hang on a second. Do you think that a psychologist has ever heard that? Why? Why are you suffering from depression? Because my octopus friend lost a tentacle, and I've got. I can't handle it I, anymore. I just want to know how this wife was coping. Like, I just want to know, like, how the wife in four hundred days. She must have gone out with her girlfriends and just had a coffee. And how you going? I'm competing with an octopus. Is having an affair with an octopus? Have you got it at home? No, no, it's in the middle of the ocean. He goes out there every day. And, you know, like our sex life has completely collapsed. Everything has fallen apart. But he's out there in the nine degrees hanging out with the octopus, falling yeah. in love with them. <laughs> Next minute, what's that for dinner, honey? Calamari. Anyway, what's your second show? <laughs> second show you need to watch is um, the story of MTV. Brilliant! Like we're music obsessed. It's the it's on SBS. I've, I'm loving these apps. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm an ABCer and an SBS. You need to get onto it. It's the story okay. of MTV. Now, this is what the most important thing was that I wanted to teach you. Tell me. I'm going to tell my kid to stop right now because he's banging on the. You know, okay, because <laughs> there's nothing like parenting and radio all in the same homeschooling. This correct. is exactly what's happened. Okay, David yes. Bowie was incredible. Like mm. what this man has done, I did not know. Okay, mm. so. David Bowie, what was happening was when MTV came out, they were playing all these different music videos, but they were predominantly yes. playing music videos for white people. Yes. So David Bowie came out and said, um, listen, I think that why um, why are you not playing music for African-American and their culture and, you know, all of that? And yeah. they went back and they said, no, 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 we only play rock. So they got him on the show to interview him. So they were like rising. Everyone, you know, is loving MTV and it's going really well. And on an interview live on air, he asked the question, why are you not playing African-American music on um, MTV? And the guy responds with this incredibly racist remark, which he actually right to this day, he said, well, because if we put black people on screen, then how would that kid in the middle of you know, Minnesota, that 17-year-old, he'd be scared. He'd be absolutely <gasps> scared watching this, right? Are you for real? And Yeah, I'm for real. I'm for real. <laughs> Would I be anything else, right? No, you wouldn't. And so he said, well, how, he said, because, you know, our audience can't wait, can't relate to this. And he said, well, how do you think a 17-year-old African-American he would be able to relate to it if he watched it? So Love they come man. off air, freak out. They come off air and they go, we've got to do this, right? Next thing you know, they get a, a week or so later, they get a phone call from a, a guy and they say, we've got an, uh, a music video that we think is incredible that you should play on your show. Mm-hmm. And the artist is an African-American guy. Mm-hmm. Guess who the artist is? Michael Jackson and it's Beat It. And the Ooh. only reason they put that to air was because they wanted to get rid of their um, racial prejudice. So they put it to air. Next thing, you know, Michael Jackson went off. Everybody, like, started. They then started. It was an influx of African-American stuff. And this was all because David Bowie stood up and said, mm. this needs to stop and you need to put that on there. Love this show. So where, where do we see this? Where do we watch, watch this? SBS. I'm telling SBS. you. Like who would have, th- like could you imagine if David Bowie didn't have the guts to ask that question? Could you imagine yeah. how different music in would Absolutely. be? Absolutely. I love those moments, you know. I That's what them. we live for. We live I for those love, moments, don't we? And you, you know what I love? The fact that you never know when you're having these conversations what the ripple effects could actually be. Like he would not have known going in and having this question mm. that it would transform music history for the rest of your life, well, forever. Yes, powerful, powerful, powerful. powerful, Love those moments. All right, and it's clear to me by all of 
What's clear? So you're homeschooling. We've yeah. we've done. We've got. We've had enough. We've gone. We've gone with the homeschooling. We're back with the docos. I just think we just keep watching our kids' docos. If they know about David Bowie, that's all their music lessons that they need to have. I tell you what, we're going to come back with Alexandra and Jackie from Bondi Sands. Who are we, Sonia? We are Sonia and Sasha for real on Brimbank Live Live FM. Across our neighbourhood and across the world, you're listening to Brimbank Live. Across Australia and around the world and bring Bank Live, Live FM, Sonia and Sasha, for real. Happy that you're listening to Bring Bank Live and Live FM. You've got the Sonia and Sasha for real show now. Sash, you and I, we have been friends for a while. You know me. Oh, just you know a couple that, of days. You know oh. that my jam is all about having the year-round glow. So year when round. we had the opportunity to interview two of the powerhouse women who are driving one of my favourite companies in the world now because they are global, we jumped all over it because you know that at all stages I am golden glowed up. Yes. Oh, scratch off and your you face. Know, that's that's that is. I and tell you know you now sunless tanner we call that. Now and I tell you, sunless okay. tanner. I, I believe that we'll have to get that verified. Yes, but we also love powerful women who are killing it in the in the um, industry in all industries, and we want to give voices to everybody who are, you know who are doing incredible things in the world who lifting women up and driving these new roles and pioneering in a really very full-on kind of industry. And we've got two of the best today, so I can't wait to introduce. It's Aussie. This is what's so exciting. Now, before before we actually introduce them, so I am obsessed in the Bondi Sands Gradual Tan uh, cream. And I use it every right. single day. Have always used it every single day. Before and this, before like this, we're not just, just jump on the board no, late no, no, last no. in the last Obsessed. couple of seconds. Always, we're okay. talking. So yeah. Out of like all of those products, I've always used. I've always wanted myself a, a, a mitten, but I've never bought one until right now. I've got a mitten, <laughs> but anyway. So anyway, so I've got this, and then. I I actually brought one because we go to New York quite frequently, not now with the lockdown. We're Mm. barely going down to the supermarket. Mm. But and um, anyway, so I've got this and I thought to myself, well, you better buy this thing because you never know when you go overseas what you're going to be able to get when you're overseas. And so do you remember, Sonia, we were in Walgreens because you said to me, oh, you you bring that product with you everywhere we go. We're in Walgreens in Times Square and I go, look what's here. I can buy my Aussie product right here. And we made a big deal out of it because it was kind of like weird to see such an Aussie product. And then somebody else said to us, oh, I love your, I don't want to say fake tan or what it is, my sunless tan. And we said, oh, and they said to us, is it Bondi Sands? And they said, we love that. We use that all the time. Oh, my God, do Aussies really use that? And we had that whole discussion. And then when we had the opportunity to actually interview the people that are behind the brand, behind it, that are pushing it, that are putting out this stuff, that are telling us this is the greatest product, and it really, really is. Mm. They're right here. I know. So let's do this introduction because they're sitting here looking gorgeous at us right now with glows of their own. Uh, So we have Jackie Bradlow, who's the Chief People Officer. Gee, I love that title. I love that. And who have we got? Sands! Welcome! Thank you, ladies, for being with us today. How are you? You look amazing. We're good. Thank you for having us. Oh, we're so happy that you're here. So we want to hear all about you and how you became involved with Bondi Sands and what do you do every day? Tell us all about. Let's go Alexandra first. 
So I joined Bondi Sands. My five-year anniversary is actually in January. So I'm one of the original team members, um, which is very exciting. When I started five years ago, it was the two business owners, Sean and Blair, and Mm -hmm. then um, a girl, Molly, on social. Then I was uh, next up as employee. So it's been just such a ride. It's been such an incredible journey from, yeah, this Australian maiden-owned brand that, you know, became number one here quite quickly to cracking the UK market and now the US. It really is an Australian success story and it's definitely very much a privilege to be a part of that. And um, look, it's just chaotic, like in a good way. Um, <laughs> in a good way we're such a, a high growth brand and we have so many goals and objectives and things we want to achieve that, you know, no day is the same. Um, and now with COVID and the restrictions, it's very uh, Zoom call driven, uh, mm-hmm. lots and lots of Zoom calls, but um, super exciting stuff. I mean, we have, you know, new products coming out all the time. We have, um, as you said, we're in Walgreens, we're in that US market. So we have mm-hmm. three offices now. We've got one in Melbourne, one in London and one in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. even that in itself is massive. So yeah, we're constantly connecting with our team um, all around the world, which, yeah, it's an incredible ride to be on. Mm, but this, like, you're head of the marketing. So this is just such an accomplishment for you to be able to get these products out there and to be able to market them. How does that make you feel? Um, it's it's kind of overwhelming when you say it like that. Like when I actually think about my job and my responsibility, I'm like, wow, that's a bit of pressure. So I try, try not to. <laughs> it's what I do every day. And I think what's exciting for me is that when I started um, at Bondi Sands, I was a senior brand manager and then I was sort of promoted and have become CMO in the space of five years, which is obviously, you know, quite a, quite a big achievement at, uh, you know, not too young, but relatively youngish. Um, in my early 30s so that in itself is yeah amazing and it's it's probably a good thing to stop and acknowledge that I think we we live such fast-paced mm. lives that you kind of forget and it's just onto the next thing onto the next thing um, but mm. yeah it is a, a really exciting position to be in um, and yeah I, I love marketing and I love Bondi Sands so for me it's not it's there's never anything too challenging I think I am the customer um, I, I'm an avid tan I've been tanning since I was probably 15 years old so that's over mm. you know 15, 16 years of tanning weekly. I think there's mm. one week in the past 15 years that I, I couldn't tan for some reason, but I'm a religious tanner. Every mm. Wednesday night I'm scrubbing, I'm reapplying. It's just a part of my beauty regime. And I think that's mm. something we've really captured in this market. Like Australians, we love a tan, but we're also very sun smart. And that's something mm. very important to the brand. We know the risks of you know, the UV rays and, you know, we have huge skin cancer rates here. So to me, it's a no-brainer. Like why would I go out and risk the sun damage when I can get mm. such a great coloured tan in the comfort mm. of my own home? Um, and I think because I know that experience so well as a user, it makes my job, you know, that much easier. And I know what the customers want. I mean, where are our own biggest critics as well? When we're testing new mm. product, if it's not something we would love and we would recommend to friends and family, it's, it's not going to be on the shelf. Um, yeah. So it's really exciting. Part of my role is also in product development. So it's really nice to be able to think, okay, what are the customers going to love? How can we excite our community? What's the next thing that they need in their lives? It's, yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun being part of that. I think you need a baby section because Sonia was definitely, she, you know, when uh, Sonia's been tanny since birth, really, haven't you? So, <laughs> like, you know, when, you know, when you get, no, Sonia love, like, I love, um, Sonia has like everything, every knows everything about that. And, and, you know, talking this stuff, I love it. You know, Sonia, if you get, uh, you know, the, the gift basket, when you have a baby, Sonia had a little tanning program. She was <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real redhead. And so underneath yes. this glow is like, you know, 
the the Frozen movie. It's it's white, <laughs> white, white. You know, so no one ever gets to see that color. Jackie, I want to speak to you because I loved your title, and there's a bit of pressure on you too because you've got this booming business that's now global, and you have to pick the right people. I'm assuming that that's what Chief People Officer means. You have to pick the right people to take your brand into the next stratosphere. So tell me, tell us, please, about your um, role within the company and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So the people are everything. We couldn't have this amazing mm. brand if we didn't have the right people. And as yeah. Alex described, we're on such a big growth journey around the world that it's so important that we get people who want to come on this journey. Mm. You know, they're hungry. They want that growth opportunity. They want to jump out of their comfort zone. So, you know, it's it's a big job. And we've grown from a team since I started of three. You know, Alex was employee number three. I was working external to the brand. Um, as a mom, I had two kids. I was just running a little mm. HR consultancy. I'd actually worked with one of the co-founders in the past at a corporate organisation, RACV, and he mm-hmm. gave me a call and said, would you like to help out building our team? And I thought, you know, I didn't even know who the brand was. I'd off been, I'd been off having kids. I wasn't tanning like yourself and getting involved in it. <laughs> I had been a self-tanner in the past with the old spray tans, totally orange, going to the races with an orange tan. Um, but just to be a part of this journey has been incre- incredible. We've grown the team to 50 now. Um, wow. Recruiting, recruiting in America, in England, in Australia, and it's just I'm like the fairy godmother. I get to give these these people this amazing opportunity to grow themselves and be a part of this um, this company that's going places and, and try new things and get to see their ideas come to fruition very quickly Whereas when you're in a corporate organisation, sometimes you're just doing your, your standard job. This way they get to do a little bit more. So, yeah, it's a great job. So you, you know, had to have kept everybody motivated as well because, like, we're all working from home. So how have you, because, you know, you're chief people officer, so I'm sure that everyone would have had their highs and lows and, you know, the struggle of aware mums as well working at home. How have you kept your staff motivated? You know, and that, that's a big job, but we're really lucky that we have recruited people who are so digital savvy, love working on computers, they collaborate, we're a great team. Every person that we add to the team, we consider them another part of the family. We get to know them, we jump on videos, we're Zooming each other all day, everyone knows each other what they have to do. We are very conscious of the mental health of people during this time. Mm. Um, we just implemented some wellbeing days that people can take off, ensure we have a culture of health and well-being. Um, I think we implemented a benefit where we provided free meals all throughout August to everyone all around the world just to make sure that people are eating healthy um, mm. and optimising their health. And I think, if anything, it's being mindful and empathetic that this is a unique situation mm. um, and educating people that just be mindful in the way we're speaking to people, you know, making sure we're checking in on each other um, and just, you know, playing as a team. You know, Jackie, I'm so fascinated by this because, um, as you probably know, some of our listeners know, Sasha and I are both professional speakers, predominantly to teenagers and young people in universities and, and schools. And so, and Sasha's jam is careers and mine sort of my, more and more around the partying sort of scenario. But we do talk to a lot of young people and they're so interested in how to get a job and how to stand out and how to, you know, um, so what do you look for? Because it seems like everybody's got a degree in something, sometimes double degrees in something so are there things that you look for that that you know stand out what are the sorts of things and and does social media their social media play a role in in what you're looking for when you're taking when you're looking at somebody to work for your organization 
I think, um, I mean, it's changed so much. Everything is digital and, yes, everyone has a social mm. channel. Look, LinkedIn is my Bible and that's a HR platform mm. where you can really get your profile out there and connect mm-hmm. with some, you know, professional businesses. And I think, look, we get thousands. We're in this position, honestly, we get thousands of applications. Like you wouldn't imagine if you just sort through a lot of resumes. So we're in a very lucky position. People are passionate and passion yeah. is key. Passion is what we're looking for. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't have a huge team. So we're looking for someone who is, um, you know, going to have their finger on the pulse and be happy to colour outside the lines and do a little bit more, um, you know, than expected. So yeah. we, if, if you can show yourself in your profile, and I'm not necessarily talking about your photo, give me a bit of your personality, put it yeah. into your resume, don't do a stock standard few lines, tell me about something unique about yourself, write an amazing mm. cover letter, tell me your story. Um, that's the people that I'm looking for. Do you know, other things, if you can grab an internship, that's amazing. It shows me that you've gone out of your way to try and just get some experience in your field. Um, I know it is hard to break into the industry. We do um, run an internship program globally. We are going to do that more as soon as we open up. We, we might do it anyway. Um mm. But, yeah, just grab as much experience as you can. Talk to people in the field, some profiles where you want to find out what they did in their career to get their leg up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, get a LinkedIn profile. That is my suggestion. Um, mm-hmm. And make sure you're putting all of your experience, a few few responsibilities and some of your achievements in there as well. Amazing. So, Alexandra, what I also want to know, you. I'm looking through your Instagram. I have been talking to people that we're going to interview um, you brilliant women this week and, and lots of people say, oh, my God, I know them. I know that. You know, I look at the, the social media and, oh, they're so cool and they do all these crazy events and, you know, you're in this this industry that is saturated with products and, and activations and all that sort of thing. So where do you come up with these amazing ideas? How, where does that creativity come from? Because I'm sure that's led by you. Yeah, so we have a very creative team. And I think what's great about Bondi Sands is we have this real collaborative mindset. So just because you're not in the brand team or the marketing team doesn't mean you can't have good ideas. So we really mm. do try and to everyone. We try and reach out to our regional teams in um, LA and the UK. When we have a new campaign launching, we'll maybe come up with a bit of a framework with one of the business owners who's more sort of the creative director side of the business. I'll work closely Mm -hmm. with him. We'll have some initial kind of thought starters. Then we'll grab some of the wider team, um, do a bit of a brainstorming session. We'll connect with our other regional teams, get their thoughts and how it might, you know, launch in their market. Then we kind of pull it all together and it can, it's unfortunate now that we're not in the office because I love sitting around a table with everyone mm. and saying like, all right, let's throw out ideas, let's note them down. And from that, usually myself and Blair, one of the co-founders, will go in with kind of, you know, an underlying idea or framework. But from that, from one suggestion, an entire campaign can be built and it can just mm. spiral into this really creative, innovative space that we couldn't have come up with on our own. So I think mm. while we lead it and we lead the conversation and, you know, we push the team to think outside the square, it is such a team effort um, and it's not down to one or two people. Um, it really is really is teamwork and we have some really creative minds in the business and also mm. varying experience, varying backgrounds. We don't want everyone being the same. That would be so boring. Mm. Um, and we don't want everyone having the same opinion. We encourage that open conversation and we like to be challenged with our own ideas. Um, and so I think that's where you get the best result when you have that input from a, a bigger network rather than just saying, okay, you're chief of marketing, you need to come up with everything. Like I, I couldn't do that. That's far too much pressure. I think I'd run out of all the great ideas. Um, <laughs> I think I think you need to lean on your team and that's why we appoint people. 
we, we want their input. And I think that's what is unique about our business. Mm. As Jackie kind of touched on at Bondi Sands, we're still kind of small enough that you can see how your role is impacting the business. I think, mm. and what some people find perhaps demotivating at the really big corporates, you're just more of a number. Um, and if you resign or you leave, no one knows, they just fill your spot and it's like, okay, on to the next one. Whereas I think mm. here, and I found coming from bigger corporate companies to a small, more startup type company, I love it. Like I love this way of working. I love being more generalist. I love having my, you know, hands in so many different things. And that's what keeps mm. me really excited and motivated. I don't have this really rigid little set structure of, okay, this is your responsibility. Don't go outside of that. Um, mm. I think it's really encouraged for everyone to really work cross-functionally um, and that's what's so exciting about the brand. Love that. Before we actually go to a break, my question is you on your bio it says that you are celebrating risk-taking. Now, Sonia and, not, and I are not very good at celebrating our wins. So <laughs> what does, which we're trying to get better at. So when we read that we were like, oh, mm. maybe she can teach us something. What do you think, what does celebrating risk-taking mean? Sonia, we need to learn what? from this one. <laughs> What I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's really that mindset that, okay, whenever we're doing our annual plans or our quarterly plans or a new campaign, we're like, okay, of course you have to tick off the essential things, digital, social, stuff for retailers. Like there's all just those fundamental things. But the risk-taking part comes from innovation, which is one of our key brand values. And we're like, what can we do differently? What is something we've mm. never done before? And sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes maybe it doesn't work exactly how we thought it would, but we push the team to do things differently. We don't want them just being, you know, that cookie cutter model. This is how we always do things. Slap it onto the next product. That's the same approach. Like that's so boring. And Mm. I think where we stand out as a brand is that we drive innovation in our category. We came up with this product, Tanner Razor. No one had done that before. It's a product that removes your tan. Um, we, We did a launch in Ibiza with you know, different ambassadors. We've launched products on a private jet, um, our express product. We um, got all our global ambassadors to Melbourne. We flew a private jet from Melbourne to Sydney. Um, we've done so many innovative things. We had a, um, a launch event at Coachella last year, like this little Australian mm-hmm. brand doing something so big. So I think it's really around celebrating doing things differently and mm-hmm. standing out from the crowd. We, we very much stay in our own lane. And I think we're very clear about what Bondi Sands is and who our customer is. So we don't get distracted by what other brands are doing. I think it's always interesting to look at brands. It doesn't have to be in beauty. It can be in any realm and be inspired by what other people are doing. But I think we really stay true to our brand um, and we know our community so well. And we know that they want to be wowed. So we're always thinking, okay, what, what is wow about this? And if there's not something there, we push ourselves to think of something. Mm. Um, so that's I like that. Run your own yeah. race. Run yeah, your own race. Who cares what exactly. anyone else is doing? Yeah, find the wow. Find yeah. the wow. I like that. Wow. That's a great that's that's one. So we're the running wow. our own race and so we need to find the wow in that. Find the wow. Yeah. Okay. So I want, so ladies, stick around with us, please. We've got to go to a break, but um, we want to hear all about working with Kylie Jenner as well, actually. We saw that there was a little post, just a little sneaky post there, um, Kylie yeah. Jenner, massive thing. So we'll talk to you more about that after the break, but please don't forget after our show is finished today at one o'clock, we have a one hour special Archie Thompson, superstar um, football slash soccer player. Um, and we have the, the most special conversation with him over an hour. So please stay, stay with us after our show is finished. But uh, after the break, more with the Bondi Sands. Brilliant powerhouse women, Jackie and Alexandra. You're listening to the Sonia and Sasha show, Brimbank Live on Live FM. You're listening to Brimbank Live on Live FM. Across Australia and around the world on Brimbank Live, Live FM, Sonia and Sasha. For real.
Thank you for listening to Brimbank Live on Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show. We've got two brilliant women with us today. We've been excited all week to sit down and chat with them and they've got the coolest jobs ever because we dig their brand, we dig their stuff, we're doing, we're we're all over it. You know what? It was so, I loved walking into Walgreens and seeing Bondi Sands, you know, there. I was actually, I know this sounds weird, but I was actually proud. Does that that sound weird to you girls? No, because... We, um, do you remember? It was a massive moment. Like, I go, Shania, look what's here. Yes. Look, look, look. Yes. Yeah. Really it's good. It's quite surreal for us. It's quite surreal for us too, I think, when you travel, even to like the most obscure of places and you'll see Bondi Sand sitting on the shelf. Or I remember going through customs at the Ireland airport and they said, you know, why are you here? All those questions. And I said, ah, I work for a beauty company. Which one? I said, Bondi Sands. And she says, stop. Bondi, <laughs> like this is a custom officer, very like you no know, professional. She said, "Stop, you you work for Bondi Sands." I said, "Yes." She said, "I love Bondi Sands." Oh. I told all my friends about it. Go through, go through. I was like, "Okay, great." Like name drop the brand at customs that can speed things up. <laughs> get straight through. That's there's the perks, isn't it? How'd you yeah. get through customs? Well, I just mentioned where I work and all of that sort yeah. of stuff. Now, one of the things that I really love about your brand is that, especially on your social media, you show women um, of all sorts, women and men of all sizes and shapes and sizes and stuff like that. Um, and how important is that as a part of your brand to show like the real people? It's really important. I think it's a key part of our brand strategy and a core brand value really is community and inclusivity. So I think um, with our social pages, it's the perfect platform to showcase our community. So we're fortunate that um, our customers are so invested in the brand and they do post so much content on their own accounts. They tag us and I think they feel really, you know, loved um, and recognised when we do share um, their pictures on our on our page. And mm. I think it's really nice as a consumer you know, flipping through a page, seeing real people. That's what people mm. want to see. You want to see someone who is relatable, someone that looks like you. You want to be able to identify yourself um, to some degree in a brand that you're purchasing from. Like it needs to almost represent you. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a key part of what we do. And I think it's really nice to showcase, um, you know, diversity because that's what we are. We're not all the same. It would be boring looking at the one type of person. Um, so, yeah, we, we do our best to, to really showcase our, our customers. Do you guys actually feel pressure? Because obviously you're working in an industry where, you know, in the beauty industry, do you guys feel pressure to look beautiful or to make sure that you're always got the perfect skin colour that, you know, according to tans and all that? What do you, how do you think about that? Look, Alex might. I, I don't. I'm, I'm a mother of two kids and you're probably not going to get that a lot out of me all the time. But I do, um, I do feel pressure in the workplace to make sure that I'm delivering in my position and for the team. But with regards to looks, no, I don't think so. I think it's about what that Gen Z millennial audience is looking for these days and that's authenticity and being vulnerable Mm. and being yourself and showing that and that's absolutely okay. Um, But, yeah, no, absolutely, I I don't feel that that pressure to look fantastic. But we are are passionate people in the team who do love the industry. We do love all the different products that are out there. you know, and there's so many different products that we're diversifying and we get super excited when we, we come up with a new product or category and we do we do use the product, we do chuck on the tan and, and you do, it does what it's meant to do, it makes you feel good. And I don't think, you know, sometimes beauty gets a bad rap, it's superficial, but if it makes you feel good, it's great for your mental health, isn't it? Yeah, oh my god! I couldn't wait to get a bit of nail polish on, and you know, stick yes. a bit of you know, just it, because we're all feeling so crap about ourselves at the moment. I think because we're yeah. stuck in this in this you know ridiculous situation, and so anything that gives you a bit of a glow up, 
glow yep. up. That's the, that's the phrase at the moment, isn't it? Everyone's glowing up, you know. They, I, I'm all for So tell us what it was like. You, I noticed I was scrolling back way, you know, a couple of years ago, I think it was, scrolling through mm-hmm. all of a sudden Kylie Jenner, Bondi Sands. Tell us about that. What happened? Yeah. Our gal Kylie. Um, that was that was huge for the brand. Friend of the show. Have- Friend of the show, Kylie, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, just our bestie Kylie. Um, yeah. No, I think that was really exciting for us. At the time, we were sort of looking to crack the US market and, mm. you know, we wanted to really show our retailers that and put Bondi Sands on the map um, really in the US. And we already had from an e-com perspective, we knew we had that that customer base there, but we were just thinking, mm. how can we make a splash? What's our wow factor? Um, and I remember sitting in a boardroom with some of the team, throwing names around, um, different influencers, different celebrities, and then... Kylie Jenner popped up because we're like, she is the beauty authority in the US. There is no one bigger than her um, beauty-wise. Her brand has been so successful. She's so well-known. And I think we just kind of threw it out there as a bit of like a joke almost, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to get Kylie Jenner? And then we're like, hang on, why don't we try and get Kylie Jenner? Like, let's let's explore it. So our social media manager at the time did some digging, asked around, you know, got the right contacts, threw a friend, threw a friend, through a friend kind of thing. And um, yeah, we got a hold of um, someone connected to her. So it did take a little while. Um, but what what's really exciting for us is that Kylie doesn't work with brands that she personally doesn't sort of believe in. So we had to send her product first and she mm-hmm. had to try it. So wow. it's a really nervous kind of waiting game. Like, is she going to love it? We think it's amazing. But if she if she hates it, then we're not going to go ahead with it. So for us, it's just that added layer of credibility because we wanted that credible message. We wanted mm-hmm. to go into the US market saying, this is the biggest beauty influencer in the world right now. And she mm-hmm. loves Bondi Sands. Um, yeah. And so we got some fantastic feedback from her. And she chose the product that she wanted to talk about. And I remember being in the UK, some of the team, we, we do travel a lot um, with the with the brand. And I remember it was like 4 a.m. UK time. We all set our alarms to get up because we knew the post was going to go live. And we just kept refreshing, refreshing. And then we saw it and we were like, wow, it was quite surreal. And just the response was incredible. I had friends, so many people sending it to me being like, look at this, it's Kylie Jenner, like Bondi Sands, I can't even believe it, like you guys are huge now. And so it definitely, <laughs> definitely achieved what we wanted to. It did, um, and I think it really excited our community. A product they were buying at their local, you know, retailer was something the world's biggest beauty influencer was using and had yeah. on her bathroom counter and had on her skin. So I think yeah. even that was really, really exciting, not only for us as a brand internally, but for our community to know that the tan they're using is what's on Kylie Jenner. Like that's pretty cool. And I think when we um when we shared that with the US retailers, they were so, so excited. And I think it really helped put us um on the map in the US. Oh, it totally did. It, I mean, from a yeah. from a just a user's perspective, and from someone who's obsessed with walking, you know, looking through Instagram, and to see that again, I was proud. I was like, oh my god, because I know it's like our, I don't know, it's like that. It's this is our little Aussie brand that's killing it yeah. everywhere in the world yeah. now. And I was like, I really resonate with that, you know, because I know. In, in our businesses, it's so hard to get, you know, your your name out there and your reputation and, you know, do the promotion and the marketing, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. So I know, you know, a tiny bit about, I'm certainly not on your level at all, but a tiny bit about that. And I'm just so proud. And I, I've, so, I've so enjoyed speaking to you and, and listening to your both of your stories and, you know, a bit of getting a bit of an insight into this 
into this amazing Australian company that is just, you know, doing amazing things around the world. So thank you so much for being with us today, ladies. We really appreciate your time. And if you want to know more about Bondi Sands, you just check out the page at Bondi Sands. And, um, and you know, we wish you all the very best. And we're watching and we're using. We've got all the products here. We're we looked up during the week. So, you know, we appreciate your time today, ladies. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so thank much, you so ladies, much for having, having us. Alexandra Peak and Jackie Bradler, Bondi Sands. Please stay with us. We are coming back after the break with another guest. What a show, Sash. What's going oh. on today? It was so crazy busy. Packing, we love packing. this. And then we've got Archie Thompson after one o'clock. So please stay with us. But this is the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show, Brimbank Live on Live FM. You're listening to Brimbank Live on Live FM. Across Australia and around the world and Bring Bank Live, Live FM, Sonia and Sasha, for real. We love every single one of you who's listening to Bring Bank Live on Live FM and the Sonia and Sasha for Real show and big show today. Lots of different people that we've been speaking to. We've got another great interview with Archie Thompson for a full hour after our show finishes today. But let's get a little bit serious. The Sonia and Sasha serious section today, Sash, involves a fantastic guy called Tom Keneally from Holt. Can you please tell everybody what Holt is all about, Sash? Okay. You bring so Tom on is an organisation that is for tradies to talk about mental health. Like tradies, who even thought that... that, Tom did. Tom Tom thought of it. We never (laughs) even thought, like, how are are tradies thinking about mental health? Like, haven't even thought about it. We love our tradies. And so the fact that we've got, there's a whole organisation, which stands for Hope Assistance Local Tradies. Look, keep my kids in the background. They think they're tradies right now if you can hear them, right? Building <laughs> um, something. That's exactly right. They're probably hammering out something, you know. Um, <laughs> Mum's working, let them run, right? Um, but we've got Tom on the line and he's going to talk about some serious stuff about how we can make sure we can take care of our tradies. Hey, Tom. Welcome, Tom. Hey, going, Welcome. Yeah, how are you going? Oh, we are so happy that you're here, Tom. We didn't think about this before, but now that we know about you and your organisation, we kind of can't stop thinking about it because, you know, everybody in the world right now, uh, we're struggling and then we kind of didn't think, you know, we've got some, we've got 2 million tradies in Australia, I believe. And, you know, and some of us are struggling. So tell us about Holt, what you're all about, how it all came to be. Yeah, that's great. It's great that you're thinking of us all the time too. Keep it up. Um, we yes. want everyone to know about Holt and um, we really want to grow the program. Holt is um, a suicide prevention and health promotions charity that, as you said, Sonia works primarily with uh, tradies and blue-collar workers, be they men mm-hmm. or women, guys or girls. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, we set up in 2013 up in central Victoria. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, Jeremy Forbes is the founder and CEO, and uh, Jeremy set up the organisation after a trade he made up here um, tragically ended his life by suicide. Mm. And um, and we realised as as um, you know guys who had all worked together for years that that we didn't have um, a, a you know much of an effective language around what had happened and about um, how to kind of uh, look inwardly safely. You know, and 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 with 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 safety in mind, just to see if there's there's ways we can check in with each other to hopefully um, you know stop that happening in the future. So tell us, like, um, what kind of pressures do you think tradies actually have? 
Well, I mean, we've all got pressures, um, obviously, and, you know, now especially, I don't think, um, I think there wouldn't be one of us who, who's not struggling with extra stuff. I think we spoke about that before the show started. But for tradies, you know, there's, especially for the guys and, and you know, and in a different way for women too, you know, there's that, that pressure to conform, that idea to be bulletproof, to be, you know, stoic and just to get it done, that idea that you're just working outdoor day in, day out, seven days a week. You know, sometimes some blokes are doing heaps of overtime. They're out in the weather, all weather conditions. And um, although, you know, you see guys driving around in the big utes and stuff that cost 70 grand, you know, a lot, a lot of guys again, feel that pressure to just have that vehicle too early when they can't afford it. They, you know, they want to, they want to kind of um, be one of the crew and, and, Mm. and, um, you know, not let anyone down. And and part of that is kind of walking the walk and looking like the, you know, looking like the, you know, the, the tradie kind of iconic trading and that, that can, you know, and, but with that comes a lot of pressure, you know, Um, especially say, for example, financial pressure, Mm. Um, if you think about the the tradie that you see coming in and out of the hardware store every day, um, picking up materials for the job, might have his apprentice in the car, a couple of apprentices, and he might be putting, you know, two, three grand a week on the credit card for materials. You know, at the end of that month, there's you know, 10 grand on that card. And, um, you know, he's got to pay his sub, he's got to pay his apprentices. He hasn't been paid yet. He's he's reliant or she's reliant on that money coming in. And if it doesn't come in, you know, it gets put on, you know, you start accruing interest and that sort of stuff. And, mm. you know, we're not, not taught about how to handle um, those kind of financial pressures and the relationship pressures that can come from financial pressure mm. at trade school. You know, we're... And- we, and that's just one part, isn't it? That's just one part of you know the the pressure that a that a that a trader would be under. What do you do with Holt? Tell us about what the program is all about. How do you support people? Well, the Holt program is grassroots. So we, you know, our, our main focus and passion is is getting out into community on the ground with workers at their work sites, at the places where they you know feel familiar, feel comfortable and talk to the guys about how they can have a tough conversation with their mates, how mm-hmm. it doesn't make you any less um, to be able to, to go into that, that difficult space and check if someone's travelling all right with their mental health mm-hmm. and, uh, and you don't have to solve your mate's problem. You can just be a great mate and support them and, and help them get to the support services that are out there and that they need by mm. driving them to that appointment and waiting there, you know, while they have it ringing and checking up later on. You know, yeah. just just helping each other get out of the woods because on any given day it might be you know it might be you it might be me that's having a hard time and um you know we want to we want to promote that culture of feeling safer to, to put your hand up and know that you'll be encouraged when you do it and mm. um you know and it's just about getting back on the tools quicker and and back to wellness quicker next time you know. Yeah. So Tom, one of the things that I've heard, I've seen with um checking out Holt is that. You said that a lot of tradies uh, take part in some at-risk behaviour, which then increases the risk of them putting themselves, you know, at um, at the boiling point of, you know, putting their own mental health at, at risk, right? So tell us about some of those 
uh, at-risk behaviours and really more about warning other tradies to kind of say when you participate in these at-risk behaviours, these things can actually happen to that. Tell us a little bit about that, please. Uh, well, I think historically tradie culture has been uh, work hard, play hard, and um, so that, that can be a lot of drinking, gambling, risk-taking behaviours, egging your mates on to do crazy stuff, um, you know, also just taking risks at work, you know, cutting corners and, and you know, maybe, uh, you know, just just taking risks because it's, it kind of goes with the territory, you know. A lot of younger guys that I talk to, they'll, they'll talk about, um, you know, grabbing some ice on the weekend, you know, and this isn't everybody, obviously, but, but you know, it, drug taking, you know, can be a part of that culture too. On the weekends, it's about having a big weekend and, um, you know, it's, it's not about judging people for what they do. It's about educating people so that, um, you know, and having the guys um, not feel like they have to, you know, go all out 110% every weekend, mm. you know. That, you know that, so you do things on. like come out and you do a sausage sizzle with all the tradies or you've got this thing called Holt Brecky. And so there's a whole lot of different things that Holt can actually do to do some grassroots stuff where they're working directly with the tradies there, how can people get in touch with you, Tom, to get one of these, you know, events at their um, at their location? Right. So the, they started out the save your bacon brekkies, and that's what we do. We because everyone loves a bit of a free feed, you know. So bacon egg roll, coffee in the morning. It's a great way to start that conversation, you know, somewhere where can, the guys feel comfortable. And they can find you on Instagram. Where can they find you? Yeah, What's they can your website? Find us on uh, halt.org.au, so H-A-L-T for Hope Assistance Local Tradies.org.au. Um, you can also have a look for Halt Northeast Melbourne and Southeast Melbourne because I've got a co-worker on the Mornington, Mick Simmons, and um, and also Jeremy Forbes. Um, and uh, so, we, yeah, we're there in the, the northwest and we're there in the southeast and we're growing the program sort of uh, nationally as well. Fantastic. Thank you, Thank so, you much, so much, Tom, for being with us today. That's so special, the work that you're doing. And as you said, in the grassroots, grassroots level, and that's where we need it. We need it, you know, we need it to be, we need people to feel like they can come to somebody and say, I'm struggling with this, I need a hand. And, you know, if you to make that safe space for people, we're very grateful that you're doing the work. Yeah, well, any, anyone who wants to get in contact with us, please reach out. You know, we, um, you know, we work in with councils, we work in with small businesses, big industry anybody and we're federally funded so our services are all free guys so amazing um, you know we, you. we just live to do this work we're passionate about it so oh, good so tom thank you so much for being with us today and as we've spoken about some topics if anyone's struggling with anything you know that you're that you're not handling too well most of us are at the moment please reach out to lifeline on one three double one double four uh sash an amazing show today my thank goodness you. we've talked to the bondi sands girls we've had a good chat about an octopus and, and a weird relationship <laughs> with a man and now after the break we need to come back and introduce because we've just never happened before we've got our own one hour special one hour special I I feel like we've cracked it that you know the the gold here it was a it was a special chat we're going to introduce it after the break but thank you so much for hanging out with us today everybody who's listened to the Sonia and Sasha for real show Sonia and Sasha for real